I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. The, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I'm not Juliet yet. What? The clock is ticking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! I never say anything. I'm always like, I'm not Juliet, and so I figured this time I'd add some spice right up front. You scared me there. <laughs> what happens? Watch to me? out! <laughs> All right, what's shaking bacon? Hey, what is Shaken Bacon? Um, let me get my notes app out so I can tell you awesome. all the wonderful things that I did. Um, well, number one, very proud. Got my booster shot of Moderna. Sweet. It spent a whole day on the couch. It was hell. Oh, man, tell me oh, about it. So yeah. Bad. Oh, God. I know. Yeah, hated it. Uh, so if the vaccine's that bad, I don't want COVID. Thank you. Oh, right. Um, yep. And so I'm back to feeling invincible. Come and get me, Delta. I'm ready. I wouldn't uh, say that. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I'm what glad it, you got the booster shot and are that much now more I'm scared. protected. <laughs> much, much more protected. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then what a fucked up week. So we have this oven. It's not fancy. It's a yeah. fine electric oven. Um, yeah. Whatever. And I had gotten my shot and I yes. came down with brain fog like within yes. an hour. Right. Wow. It just Quick. Well, I'm not a hypochondriac. But yes, I, you are. Did you get the flu shot too? No. Oh yeah, I did. You got both. Good. Yeah, both okay. at the same time. Um, awesome. Which was a humiliating process uh, in and of itself because that's right. I you forgot you forgot to wear a t-shirt. <laughs> I wore a sweatshirt. You had to strip. And they were like, "We need your arms." And I'm like, "Can't you just poke me? It's just material <laughs> through the shirt." It's yeah. Like, whatever. But anyway, um, so a little bit of brain fog, and I came home, and I was like, I'm so proud of myself. I'm such a good American. I got my vaccine. <laughs> I'm going to make some bread, right? Okay. That's how I relax and reward awesome. myself. Yeah. So um, I've, anyway, so I was like, I'm going to try the proof function on the oven, and instead of hitting oh, proof. Oh, there's a proof function. Yeah, fancy, right? It's not fancy. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's electric, you know. Okay. Um, it's old. Cool. Whatever. There was a proof function, and there's a Sabbath function. Sabbath? Uh-huh. So, it, oh, look at that. Wow, yeah. how old is this stove? Damn. That's <laughs> from the 1800s. <laughs> it's from back when pilgrims were around. We no, don't have shoes so, anymore. <laughs> um, I accidentally put it into Shabbat mode. Sabbath? And, well, that turns all the buttons on the oven off. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. So the oven doesn't work. It doesn't work at all, Right. At least this oven chose not to right. work at all. None right. of the buttons were responsive. And I'm not oh dumb. God. I've worked in tech. I know. Hold the clear button for like three seconds, five. Anyway, right. I could make this a two-hour long story because that's how long it took to get the oven fixed. Oh, it shit. included turning off all the power to the entire house, the circuit breakers, <laughs> twice. 
<laughs> I had to do I'm it laughing, twice. It's I'm true. Sorry. That's, okay. That's stressful. Oh, it sucks so bad. Anyway, um, I when I start to get sick, my yeah. emotions get out of whack, and if oh, I get you crying a little bit mad, I get to plus eleven mad. Right? Oh my god! I oh, no. slammed the oven door shut three times, oh, no. and I yelled "fuck, fuck, fuck" so loud my vocal cords were fried. I have it never a, seen you that mad. Oh, I was furious. Like I was wow. throwing shit. I was screaming, and I had Holy every. Shit, was James there? No, no, he was a. No. Okay. I can I can keep it under control. I had the freedom okay. to go volcanic, right? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say you're terrorizing your husband there, but <laughs> this was okay. Oh no. my god, he would have called nine one one and had me locked up, right? Anybody wow. would have called nine one one and had me locked up, screaming and yelling. Every door and window in the house was wide open because it was a beautiful day outside, and I had decided I, I wanted fresh air. Broke. I oh yeah, tell me that, would, broke. that would be a better story. <laughs> All my neighbors think I'm absolutely crazy now. Screaming, yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah. Because, oh, you know, man. they all work from home. Um, Putting your fist COVID. through the wall. And, right. Uh, yeah. So anyway, our long story, but our landlady had sent over a repair guy a couple of weeks ago to re- fix a couple of minor things. And he was uh-huh. back to fix a couple of other things. And he showed oh. up that day. Oh, good. And he fixed the oven for me. Excellent. And I could not tell you how happy I was. And then two days okay. later... I poured you five didn't. cups of yeast down the sink. Dry oh, yeast. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Because I could have thrown it away. It was old yeast, and I was like, it's not rising that much. I'm a real bread nerd, okay? So, yeah. sorry, America and the world. But, yeah, I have yeast and uh, bought, like, <laughs> a pound of it two years ago, and it just doesn't uh-huh. it just doesn't activate as fast. <laughs> so, I was like, I'll pour it down the drain because... Um, the yeast will eat up stuff that's in the drain, too, and then it'll float out into the oh, ocean and no. live a little full yeast life, and it'll be great. I clogged that fucker up so bad. I had to, Oh, no. I had to get under the sink and disassemble pipes. Oh, shit. Yeah. It, that's serious. It was bad. But what makes it worse is, first, I decided I was going to fix it with Drano. So I poured oh, no. a bucket of Drano down the sink. Oh, no. So I had... Poison water drain. yeast dripping over your face. Everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm going to vomit. That's I so bad. I reached a certain <laughs> point in the cleanup where I was... First, I started off, like, trying not to touch anything because yeah. I don't want my skin to get corroded. And right. then, like, if I go blind from this process... And then you're your in it. <laughs> yeah. I who needs oxygen? God Fuck damn. It. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, those were fun things that happened this week. And I'm going to say... Um, I am never touching that oven again. Okay, and then your fun fact for the week, and then I'll shut up because uh, this is a note that I have. Now I'm compelled to tell you everything in yes. my notes section. Tell me. I learned this week that eagles live to be 75 years into their 70s, right? Wow. Who knew? And somewhere in about the middle of their life, the eagle's claws start to grow and extend into um, into their backwards right so they make like a big c yeah what that does is it means the eagle can't hunt anymore and then what happens also because that's not bad enough right they start to molt and lose feathers which means they can't really fly anymore right and so that's bad and then also what happens on top of those two things is the eagle's beak grows into a big c shape and it can't can't peck things or eat right so God. some eagles in middle age decide to yeah. lie down and die because what's oh. your fucking choice? 
Jesus. And some eagles um, climb up and high, fly, climb, flap their way up into a tree, right? Yeah. Peck their beaks off. Oh, my God. Rip off their talons. Oh, my God. Right? And and pick off their all their feathers, right? Because their beak grows back, their talons grow back. They do. And their feathers grow back. God, this sounds like life in therapy. And they get to, well, so it was told to me by somebody who recently discovered the joys of therapy, and her therapist <laughs> had said to her, this is oh. what happens to eagles. <laughs> oh, my God. So Holy shit. Look at you picking up on that clue. Um, I was like, Holy fuck! I get the analogy; it's cool and whatever, right? But I didn't know all of that, and so that's um, terrible. It's poor mm. turkeys. I mean, the eagles. Poor eagles. <laughs> poor turkeys. <laughs> poor turkeys. <laughs> well, he has a picture of a turkey behind him in, on the Zoom background. Oh, so right. That's, yeah, that's exactly that's why. why. I thought of turkey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's my week and my fun discoveries. What's up with uh, with shaking yeah. bacon? That's depressing, but I'm glad they have the opportunity to put themselves through exquisite torture in order to <laughs> have a bit of a longer life. To continue living, because it's so, yeah. I mean. Damn. All right. Anyway, um, I, my week was great. Um, I swallowed a, a crumb cake wrong and <laughs> choked myself <laughs> and couldn't talk for two days and <laughs> coughed up a lung. <laughs> We have really low bars when it comes to great, you know? <laughs> wow, that sounds great, Julia. Something happened to me. <laughs> it was great. Oh, my God. Um, that's really all that happened to me last week, though. That's um, it. That's it. I worked. I worked. I slept. I ate. And I choked myself to death nearly. Um, and I'm still coughing, so I'm sorry if I cough during this podcast because my throat is still a bit weird. Um, but I did want to ask you about your plans for the holidays. Thank you. It's yes. It's almost Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving will be just I in like... I cannot believe it. One more podcast before Thanksgiving. Holy moly. I know, right? I hate that you have explained it that way because that makes it more immediate. <laughs> it's going to happen. You got to get your, your turkey together. I have to get everything together. Um, I know. Does James help you cook or is it something you refuse to let him do? Okay, so there's the real crux of the matter, right? That's my marital issue. I am one of those people who Thanksgiving's my holiday. I love it. I really, really do. It's Why? It's a great holiday. It's a great holiday, yeah. You because get to eat all you want. No expectations. Yeah. No presents. You know, right. I mean, sure, yeah, there's the cliche of I get together with my family and I hate being there and somebody says something terrible and blah. But, but we don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah, it's right. perfect. That's what Christmas is for. So <laughs> Thanksgiving's mine. Um, and uh, James, not being an American doesn't have right. the same like i've got 30 oh, more nice. years you don't he doesn't have any expectations around thanksgiving at all he's like well, tell me what thanksgiving is or does he yeah well no he used to right but then oh. um <laughs> then he met you well uh, yeah we're gonna say that he learned over the years not to listen to anything that i have to say about thanksgiving because <laughs> it doesn't involve buying presents <laughs> but just for you sucker 
<laughs> but anyway, oh, uh, yeah. No, the issue is uh, with Thanksgiving, he always wants to do trout or let's have spaghetti pie. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, it's turkey, it's mashed potatoes, it's cornbread, exactly. somehow, some way. Right? Yep. And basically, that could be it. It is gravy. Um, yeah. It is pumpkin pie. It is whipped yep. cream. Right? Yep. And then if people want to like whatever with green beans, fine. Yeah, but, that's their business. Uh, yeah, cool. Cranberry, yeah. it's nice if it's yeah, there. Cranberry is nice. It's not yeah. a must, but it's nice. Green yep. salad, please don't pretend. Thank you. Why right? even bother with the green salad? It's there's just like, enough it's just food even, on the table. Don't even lie to yourself. Yeah, there's plenty right. of food. Nobody wants a fucking salad. No. So and you're um, not going to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, our so our drama is we have turkey on Thanksgiving, but turkey is a big component to. Uh, British Christmas dinner, right? I see. I and see. so then when we would go back to the UK for Christmas, uh, his family would say, great, we're going to have a turkey. And then James would have a fit because we just had turkey four weeks earlier. And I said, have a fit. <laughs> he didn't have yeah. a fit, but yeah. he would like start pressing. And so it really, it became a thing. And so basically I let him do a couple of dishes and I'm like, if you yeah. want to do a beef Wellington you can do yeah. beef Wellington for one, and I am going to do <laughs> turkey for 50. So yeah. um, no plans yet. We typically go to uh, Palm Springs to visit our friend, but uh-huh. this year we're not. Um, circumstances being what they are with COVID and yeah. um, money being what it is. Is he coming to is. visit you? I've, I can't remember if he's coming to visit you. I've issued the invitation. Yeah. Uh, he may or may not. He has a lot of things going on, and yeah. it just kind of depends on where he's at with okay. his workload. That's cool. Well, you're going to make enough food for a hundred anyway, so he can oh, show totally. up the, the of minute course, of yeah. and it'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am. know. And I then, do the same thing. The next day it all gets eaten again. Yeah. But cold. And then the next day. <laughs> and then the next day. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's exactly what I'm doing for Thanksgiving, except we haven't invited anybody over and we're, we're not going to. <laughs> uh, but it'll be it'll be turkey for me and a corn roast for Brent, who's vegetarian, and then all the other accoutrements that you mentioned. Perfect. So that's all you need. Um, okay. And then so f- go ahead. Yeah. Do you do the... So in my family, when you don't get together for the holidays... Uh-huh. Right for whatever reason, you do uh-huh. have to make an appearance. You have to show up somehow, some way, right? And you so, mm hmm. Oh yes, oh. ma'am. Oh wow. yeah, please, of course, yes. So it's a telephone call. Oh God. Or it used to be a telephone call, and now um, it's a Zoom call. Well, it's still it's telephone. A lot of my relatives are much older, and yes, so that's good. it's still telephone, a yeah. landline. How's that? <laughs> you have a landline still? We just no. got rid of ours. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, they, okay. I call them on their landline. I see. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> My yes, mother I was... just got an iPhone, so we're all very um, excited about helping her learn how to use that. Are you? Oh, please. You should be the opposite <laughs> of that. Not excited. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> she, um, she actually put it aside because it was too much for her, and she's using her old phone now. Oh, so, I know. Oh, that's cute. She's probably going to learn how to use it, but I, 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 my hands are tied. I've, I'm over here on the other side of the country. Unfortunately, I can't help. <laughs> uh, I, I have to tell us. So when back in the day, we uh-huh. um, for Christmas one year gave James' parents iPhones. 
right? I think it was like iPhone 3. And they were used. They'd been ours. We upgraded. We had these phones. Uh-huh. And I was like, let's give them to your parents because you know what? Then we can like FaceTime them and it's free and you'll be able to see them. And because we would call them on the phone, but you talk for 10 minutes and, you know, it's like a $40 call. Um, and they're just, you know, they don't want to be on the phone yeah, for, gotcha. forever. Even if their son's right. living in another country, they want to hear from them, but they don't but want to be on the long. phone for, yeah. yeah, 10 minutes is too much time. So, and then the iPhone changed everything. And Mm -hmm. so when we gave it to them, I was like, oh my gosh. And you know what? There's Facebook and here, let me set you up with Facebook accounts. And so at Christmas morning, we gave them the phones and I told them that, you know, and I've set you up with Facebook accounts. And James' sister looked at me and said, thanks. Exactly. Oh, you thought you had digital freedom, honey? No, (laughs) I've brought your mother into the picture. She's here to supervise you now. Oh, I guess um, that could be our segue into... Well, I was going to tell you that I did do something else this week, which was watch a documentary about Paris Hilton. There you go. Thank you. (laughs) And I think you watched the same documentary. I watched the very same documentary, and it's not Um, typical that we both go to the same source material for the entirety of our show, Um, because all of mine's coming straight from the the documentary, and then personal experience, of course, right? With Um, Paris Hilton, of course. With Paris Hilton. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what your takeaways are from that. And then I know you went to other places and I'm excited to f- see what you have found out. Yeah. So just as a background for those who don't know about Paris Hilton, if there are any of you in the world, um, Paris Hilton is the great granddaughter of Conrad Hilton, who founded the Hilton Hotels, which are worldwide. Um, Paris is a model, DJ, actress, writer, and businesswoman. And she has a cooking show on Netflix, which I think is funny. And I didn't watch any of them, but I saw a picture of her standing standing in her heels and little dress over a stove with a little apron on. And it was exactly what I expected. So I feel like yeah. I don't need to watch it. Have you seen it? No. Why? It would be. I was wondering if what I expected of it was true. Exactly. Right. It's going to be exactly (laughs) what. I don't have to. I could write it based on what I know about Paris Hilton. Right. Just from. And I don't know anything about Paris Hilton. It might be funny, though. Well, we'll see. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Sure. I'll do that. (laughs) I doubt. I mean, I don't want to bag on Paris Hilton because I actually like her. Yes. Um, but there's, I have a lot to say, but okay. I won't start. Well, now. let's first let's, let's talk about yeah. some of her some of her history. So I understand that one of her boyfriends released a sex tape of her against her will in the early 2000s, which I did not watch. Will not watch. Um, I feel bad for her about that, and I think he's an asshole. Um, I don't uh, know oh, if there's the any biggest asshole. She was like 18. Age regardless. Regardless of her age, that is a big asshole thing to do. But I will say that uh, it's very clear that she is a young girl, and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. I bet. So you've seen it? I have not seen it. Um, I have seen the the cover of the, um, I guess, VHS. But, uh, yeah, I've I've seen the cover, and I... Let's say this. There's an IMDb for it, which oh, yeah. is gross and disgusting. I can't believe that. Yeah. Not because it's sexual, right? Right. But because it was not consensual 
in terms of the release. The sex was consensual, right? They were dating, but she did not know that it was going to be released. And that's where consent comes in. That's where the disgusting comes in, yeah. Right. And I'm going to say from one of the reviews on IMDb, the sex tape is, uh, the review starts, excellent learning material. This is a fabulous guide of how not to have sex is a great example of a sex act that involves only the man having pleasure. It goes on for quite some time in that same vein about during the filming, um, basically the only time that people touch is to touch genitals. And and things. Uh, the man does not listen to her when she says this hurts. And oh, no. yeah. And, uh, oh. and then it goes into like, you know, love making should be about pleasing the woman and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, sure. Absolutely. Whatever. Totally. Right. But even beyond that, pretty funny headline. Um, pretty yeah. funny. First sentence was, was great. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Obviously not a great experience for her. So I think I knew about the sex tape when it came out. Or that viewer. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I had heard about it when it came out, but I didn't really pay too much attention to it because I think at that time maybe there were other sex tapes happening or soon after there were other sex tapes or something. Well, the Monica Lewinsky thing had happened five years before and our whole Uh culture had been consumed with the fact that Monica Lewinsky was at the time considered to be, I want to make sure I'm very clear here, um, a bimbo. Right. Uh, and so there's yeah, this yeah. idea of like bimbos getting rich from men, um, bimbos getting famous from men. And everybody oh, was exhausted culturally from Monica uh, Lewinsky. Right. Um, uh, and I mean, in, in, I'll say in fairness to the culture, Monica did try to monetize uh, that experience after a while because you got to do something with it. With it. Right. right. Um, living in uh, in West Hollywood at the time of the Paris Hilton sex tape release. There used to be, right in the middle of Sunset Boulevard, a big magazine stand, uh, sort of New York style, open uh-huh. to the sidewalk, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and it was open many, many, many hours. And Sunset Boulevard, in, in particular, the the hotel section of Sunset uh-huh. in West Hollywood, is the entertainment industry C&B scene you want to be out in those bars. You want to be out in those hotel clubs. You want to be okay. seen in the hotel lobbies, right? Okay. You're not staying at the hotel. You're going to the hotel bar. bar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's where everybody goes. And when I say okay. everybody, I mean famous people. Right. That's where Paris Hilton was clubbing. Right. Right. And looky loos come to see all the celebrities. Right. So Sunset okay. gets packed it's like new york times uh square Times square thank you it's like the new york times it's like (laughs) it's exactly like the new york times Um, so on a friday saturday night two o'clock in the morning when all the bars are closed and everybody's out there's there's easily three thousand people out in the streets right wow all walking looking for their cars going downhill to the parking lots right right and so that magazine stand is in the center of that and when that sex tape Uh came out i can't tell you how many times i walked past magazine covers where it was multiple magazines different magazines right yeah it's rolling stone it's people magazine it's us weekly right all the big names um 
but it's all Paris Hilton sex tape. And her face was just wow. everywhere um, wow. because of this sex tape. And Poor thing. the humiliation that she must have felt as a teenager. Yep. Yeah, just when she's getting started in life, really. Yeah, no, it it's heartbreaking. And That's at terrible. the time, I do remember thinking, oh, God, enough of this already. But I didn't think anything of her one way or the other because I didn't care. Right. Exactly. That's kind of how I felt. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't think I cared. Uh, so so we did know about the sex tape, but uh, the first time I really started paying attention to Paris Hilton was during The Simple Life, which was her first reality series uh, starting in 2000. And in that show, Paris and Nicole Richie were sent to live and work on a farm in Arkansas. And I think they failed every task they were assigned. And I think both were hilarious, especially Nicole Richie. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it? Uh, No, but I know I have seen clips because you couldn't avoid it. Right. It was was everywhere. Super popular. Yeah. And um, Paris portrayed a spoiled, dumb little rich girl on The Simple Life, which was actually a persona. And according to the documentary, This Is Paris, she developed it to protect herself. So both she and her mother report that her personality changed when she was a teenager. And she was sent to three centers for troubled teens in an attempt to control her after she started skipping school and going to clubs at night. So she was probably doing drugs and going to clubs and, you know, doing all the things that teenagers do right and her mother instead of trying to work it out with her sent her well maybe she did try to work it out with her i don't know i don't know kathy hilton but she sent her daughter what go ahead oh i was gonna say i'm sure it was rick hilton that's my opinion don't sue me rick um yeah because you don't come paris hilton is from multi-generational wealth and she is the great granddaughter, which means that her grandfather was super rich. Her dad was super rich. They yeah, yeah, yeah. All touch with always been rich. Yeah, not always, and, yeah, but, but super well, rich. Always, always, always been rich. Right, at least as far as uh-huh. uh, three, fourth as generations of wealth. Serves. Yeah, yeah. And so, her mother comes from a more of a working class background. Um, all. Three of the I don't even know their their maiden name. Um, I forget. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, all three of them were child actresses. Yes. Child models, right? Yes. Uh, they worked for their money, and mm-hmm. however, Kathy Hilton. Um, I mean, it's Kathy Hilton. It's not Kathy X Hilton. Whatever her right maiden name is, right? Right. Um, and so. When you're from that sort of multi-generational wealth background, right? there are expectations that are placed upon Because nothing in life is free, not even generational wealth. Right. You pay for it somehow, some way, and behavior is a way to pay for it. So when she was out of line, going to nightclubs, skipping right. school. Oh, my oh, God. We're sorry, young lady. We're going to be dealing with your behavioral issues. They actually, they did. They threw her into this troubled teen 
place. Um, as she actually testified, I think in February, uh, before the Utah State Senate about her time at the three troubled teen facilities, most notably the Provo Canyon School in Utah. And she did that in an attempt to pass legislation requiring more regulation of these programs. So in her testimony, she said that the trauma that the Provo Canyon School inflicted upon her started immediately upon entering the program and disturbed her to this day. She said, although Provo Canyon School marketed itself as a premier treatment center, it was as if hell itself was on earth. I cried myself to sleep every single night, praying I would wake up from this nightmare. And I'm sure that the Provo Canyon School sold itself to the Hiltons as this really like luxurious, high-level place where you can send your troubled child and have everything be better. Right. Um, it's the middle of nowhere, so when the kid runs away, because once in a while they do, they just yeah. get lost in the woods and disappear. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Provo Canyon School, which is still open, has faced widespread accusations of mistreatment, including beating, drugging, and sexually abusing their clients and cutting them off from their families so they can't get help. So they, they can't even call home to talk to their parents. So they can't say that they can't report that these things are being done to them. And Paris Hilton said, For the past 20 years, I've had a recurring nightmare where I'm kidnapped in the middle of the night by two strangers, strip searched, and locked in a facility. I wish I could tell you this haunting nightmare was just a dream, but it is not. When I was 16, two transporters woke me up in the middle of the night with handcuffs. They asked me if I wanted to go the easy way or the hard way. They carried me out of my home as I screamed at the top of my lungs for my parents' help. So she had previously been to two similar troubled teen industry programs and was abused at both, including being strangled by a staff member. At Provo Canyon, she said she didn't breathe fresh air or see the sunlight for 11 months and was forced to take medication that made me feel numb and exhausted. At least once, she was put in solitary confinement for no reason. One day in isolation felt like a week, she said. That small room covered in scratch marks and smeared blood with no bathroom is one of the most vivid and traumatizing memories I've ever experienced in my entire life. The staff at the facility were evil and sadistic, she said, and seemed to enjoy their power in being able to abuse children. She recalled regularly seeing children being beaten, restrained, thrown at walls, strangled, and even sexually abused. There was zero privacy, she said. Every time I would use the bathroom or take a shower, it was monitored. At 16 years old, as a child, I felt their piercing eyes staring at my naked body. I was just a kid, and I felt violated every single day. So she says she developed this persona to protect herself. Um, from, I guess, people really knowing her or to protect that part of herself that was abused and to go on with her life as, as if nothing had happened. Yeah, it's a very common, I mean, it's something that, probably not to that same extent, but it, it every shy person yep. finds a way to yep. deal with uh, social pressures. And one yep. of those ways is that it's not really me doing this thing, it's, it's this aspect of my personality or it's this character right. I've created. Right. right. Um, yeah. So uh, it's a it's a I think it's a good technique because it's one that I use. Yeah, well, I have certainly done it in the past. Um, I think for for Paris Hilton, though, it may have caused her more problems than than it was being protective. It made her the target of comedians and others. And in March of this year, Sarah Silverman actually apologized to Paris Hilton for what she called a not nice joke that she made in 2007 during an episode of her Paris Hilton's podcast, This is Paris, Paris Hilton had called out uh, what she called a disgusting joke that Sarah Silverman made at the 2007 MTV Movie Awards. Um, while hosting the show, Sarah Silverman told the audience that the guards were, quote, going to paint the bars to look like penises to make Hilton more comfortable. She then said the socialite would, quote, break her teeth on those things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew you would laugh. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I don't like broken teeth. <laughs> 
So Paris Hilton had been sentenced to 45 days in jail that year. What? What? Sorry. Sarah, that's a good joke. Uh, okay, we're composed. But it's, but but yes, you know what? So here here's I know there's a lot more, but here's let's let's uh flag this. Let's stick a pin in this. <laughs> Come back to it. Um th- it's funny, right? What Sarah sure. Silverman said and the images that it that it creates in your head. Um really funny. <laughs> but um that I find it funny because it helps me deal with the with what I now understand is the trauma that Paris Hilton underwent, right? Yeah. And so yeah. even even at the time, even if I didn't know about Paris Hilton's trauma, and I'll say I probably didn't put too much time into thinking about what Paris Hilton must have felt um, uh-huh. in terms of being betrayed uh, by her right. ex boyfriend, right? Um, yeah. I I know I'm sure. At the time, I thought she had a hand in it. I see. You know. Um, and she so, wanted it to be released to get the popularity. Right, exactly. Get the, the fame, fame and attention, right? Um, and to find out that wasn't true, right, is definitely concerning. Well, concern, mm-hmm. Jesus, what am I saying? See, I'm moving away from the fun, lighthearted part of Sarah Silverman talking about somebody breaking their teeth and into the... Um, reality that Paris Hilton was dealing with, which is that the whole world was laughing at her and her personal feelings right. weren't weren't shared, Respected. but validated. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Right, right. right. And, and Paris Hilton had, had had a troubled life, I guess, ever since she was sent to the um, place for troubled teens. She... <coughs> was actually sentenced to jail for violating probation in an alcohol-related reckless driving case. And it wasn't the first time she uh, was sent, not sent to jail, but it wasn't the first time she'd been arrested on DUI. Um, So she actually, right after the MTV Movie Awards that Sarah Silverman made these jokes about her at, (laughs) she went to prison. She she turned herself in. So um, she said, to sit there in the audience with her just publicly humiliating me, being so mean, so cruel, I was sitting there wanting to die. I was trying to hold back my tears. I had tears welling up in my eyes. I literally wanted to run out of the entire room, but I was trying to be strong. It was so painful, especially what I was going through in my life. To then have someone be so mean about it was really hard. So on the next Sarah Silverman podcast, um, the comedian apologized to Paris Hilton, saying she felt awful about the joke. Oh, and I'm sorry, can you help me with that timeline? So was that... Did that apology happen in 2007 on the Sarah Silverman podcast? No, 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 no. It was okay, this year. Okay. This was all this year. So okay. this happened um, in March. All right. So 13 years later. And Sarah, I'm not bagging on right. you because I no, just no. laughed at your well, joke and I should know better now and I still laugh. Right, right. So Sarah Silverman apologized on her next podcast. I see you laughing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, pro- I'm not. I, it's, how I, it's how I process trauma through uh, joy it's, and it's laughter. anyway sarah silverman apologized to paris hilton saying she felt terrible about the joke and that she could see how bad paris felt that very night so um sarah silverman said well i was thrilled at the success of my monologue i remember seeing her in the audience i really do and i remember seeing that look on her face and my heart sank because there was a person under there although hilton said that she she and sarah hadn't spoken since silverman said that she sent hilton an apology letter a couple of days after the ceremony in 2007 
But um, she said that apparently the note didn't get to her. Um, and Sarah Silverman, sorry that she didn't get to her because she really meant it. She regretted the joke immediately. And she extended another apology to Paris Hilton on that podcast saying, so here I am 14 years later telling you, Paris, that I am really sorry. I was then and I am much more completely and with far more understanding, I think, now. I can't imagine what you were going through at the time. My understanding of humanity through the lens of my work as a comedian had not merged. And I'm sorry I hurt you. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, probably she said some stuff before that sentence that she's calling back to, and it would have made Maybe. more sense. Yeah, it's just that little snippet out of context. And I'm I'm doing a lot of work to make that make sense because I okay. like Sarah Silverman a lot. I appreciate it. I don't like Sarah Silverman. I think she's a nasty person. <laughs> oh, come on, though. Did you hear I the joke about the penises on the jail cell? That's a classic. I don't have that kind of sense of humor. I have a stupid pun sense of humor, which is terrible. <laughs> oh, that is terrible, but I have the same one, too. Uh, I like that one. But I do have um, a, a, a mean girl sense of humor, too. Yeah, that's I'm okay. I'm not proud of it's that. acceptable. Uh, though Sarah Silverman can't change the past, she said it's important that comedians change with the times and that she would never do those jokes today. So Sarah Silverman kind of frames it as, like, the times changed and everything is different now and we couldn't make those jokes today, so therefore it's wrong to do it today, but it was fine to do it then, which I take issue with. I think it was wrong to do it then, too. I don't think it's funny. That's my opinion. I don't think it's funny. I think it was hurtful and I think it was uh, unfortunate. See, okay, so I'm going to, surprise, side with Sarah Silverman here and <laughs> say, Sarah, we have a podcast. And we'd love to be guests on yours. No, um, I'm going to say I do think the culture has shifted a lot, and we now have more room for nuance. And it's a new development. We're still trying to figure out what what do we do with this acknowledgement of nuance, Right. Um, I was, I'm going to say I was literally thinking, I was literally thinking about yes. this this morning when I was like, okay, we're doing Paris Hilton and I don't have a lot to contribute because um, there's no great big secret. I, you know, I like to uncover a little secret or find something maybe right. the audience is unaware of that makes whatever. It could just be a one little tiny thing, but just one cool thing you haven't heard. And that's not the case with Paris Hilton. Everything's out there. Everything's known. And right. so... So I was thinking like, all right, well, what, right? I mean, she's clearly in the process of remaking her brand, her image. Um, right. Great, cool. Um, yeah, the culture is just shifting. We've gone from a world where the founding fathers were good, virtuous men to a world uh -huh. where the founding fathers owned slaves and uh -huh. wrote some good words on some paper. Uh -huh. And we're now trying to juggle what do we do We'd no longer live in this world where everything is either all good or all bad. We live in a world where a great speaker, I was going to say a great man, um, but, you know, sorry, it's getting a little jumbled in my head as the words no, come tumbling out. I just right? don't agree. I think it's, it's easy it's to a, look back and mm -hmm. think that we were less um, sophisticated in 2007 than we are today, but I oh, think I that's think we not were. true. I don't think so. I, think I it was totally drink tea with my finger out now, but I never would have done well, that in 2007. I mean, you and I are more sophisticated personally, but as right. a culture, I don't think we are more sophisticated. Okay. Um, 
I no, I don't. I I think I, I think we're getting more sophisticated as a culture, right? And th- this is a new development. This this idea of nuance, right? Uh, where we're looking at our history, and we have critical race theory now, where it's sort of yeah. Like, look how popular that is. Well, it's unpopular with a certain segment of society that wants there to be this false uh, dichotomy of all good, all bad, right? Um, we're moving real far away from Paris Hilton here, but that <laughs> that was kind of my my takeaway was, yeah, you know, sure, in 2000, she was the joke and a dumb blonde girl, right? Um, and now we all see, oh, she's a savvy businesswoman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so well, maybe the, there's some truth to it. I mean, I guess the women that are popular today are are doing more things that wouldn't have been accepted in 2007 and are able to own their careers in a in a, a more legitimate way than maybe was the case back then, especially when you see what's happening with Britney Spears now and she was just freed from her conservatorship which took way too fucking long. And but, we did um, that. You and you me and, I, and our, podcast. our podcast. Yes. I know. Congratulations. Oh, I said to you us. and me. Oh god, I'm such an idiot. How, it is I. You and me did no, that. I did be, that. You're right. You're I right. did it's that. You yeah. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. Well, now that we've talked about that for three hours. Oh, I don't need the <laughs> grammar police to come after me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, well, we were uh, talking that, about Paris Hilton. We're talking about the apology. And I know that Paris Hilton... <laughs> <laughs> I just told you the subject of our podcast is if you've forgotten that we're talking about Paris Hilton. Thank you. Thank you for the reminder. Paris Hilton went back to her own podcast, which is called This Is Paris, later, um, like the next, the next, the next podcast, I think, to accept Sarah Silverman's apology and to say that she looks forward to a fresh, clean slate with a comedian. Thank you, Hilton said. I really, really appreciate you doing that. I know it's difficult for anyone to apologize, and for someone to do that really means a lot. Hilton said she became teary-eyed while hearing Silverman recall the socialite's reaction in the audience. I'm glad that her comedy has grown, and she realizes that it's not nice to make fun of people, Hilton said. She's really grown as a person, just like we all do, and I know where she's coming from, because just like everyone, we've all said things in our past that we felt bad about, that we later regretted. Hilton added that she never received Silverman's letter, but she wishes she could have read it at the time. Um, The night at the MTV Awards has haunted me for a very long time. Apologies are never late, so it's okay, but I do wish that whoever you gave the letter to did give it to me, because that would have just meant a lot back then. That is so, a very gracious acceptance of an apology. It really is. Yeah. It's really it's nice. Very sweet. And I think Paris Hilton is is at heart a sweet person. I am going to say that when I started my Paris Hilton research, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I know how I feel about Paris Hilton. She's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't care. It's the rich girl getting richer, being rich, famous for being right. famous. Rich problems. Fine. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, respect. I'm going to say I'm surprised at my shift in um, perspective on Paris Hilton. It's not that I never thought she was dumb, right? Um, right. No, saying that, I'm going to say some stuff later where it's going to be like, oh, she's kind of dumb. Um, she did portray herself as being dumb, so it would have been a legitimate conclusion to draw. Well, yes. Um, but even within all of that, I still would have been like, yeah, she's just spoiled rich girl being rich and and. All that's dumb and boring, and I don't care. That's not my thing. It's not the stuff that I want to consume. Um, right. But 
now, um, much like Billie Eilish, I've had a complete reversal in my opinion of Paris Hilton. I very cool. I there's a measure of respect there that would I wasn't there yesterday or two Excellent. days ago. Yeah, yeah. Before you started doing the research for the podcast, before I watched <laughs> the documentary, <laughs> <laughs> before I watched media developed and created around right, Paris, by Paris Hilton, Hilton for yeah. Paris Hilton. <laughs> well, and this is a very timely podcast, actually, because you realize she's getting married this weekend. I know that she is getting married, but I didn't realize it was this weekend. It's a three-day wedding ceremony. Yeah, it started like on Friday, and it's going through to today, and and all kinds of crazy stuff is going on. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to go, but I think that's fun. I went to a two-day wedding. Um, It was great. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was super fun. Um, A lot of drinking. I bet. Which is why it was two days. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it it was great. It was really, like... I've been to a lot of great weddings. This was a really great yeah. wedding. And so, yeah, it it's a lot of work, though. Jeez, for it's a lot everybody. of work, for sure. I mean, to, to go to a wedding that, where you have to be on for three days would be almost impossible for me. I'd have to go back to my room and sleep for about 80% of the time in well, order to make it through. Unless you were a person who grew up in front of everybody. Right. Well, in front of everybody watching you. If you grew up with everybody watching you, then, right. um, yeah, I'm... I'll say I'm sure she finds it normal. I'm sure she does. Yeah. Uh, she pretty much lives her life in the public eye. So to have any kind of private wedding would probably not be unthinkable because right. she knows so many people and so many people she could potentially disappoint by not inviting or not including in the wedding ceremony in some way. What a nightmare. Okay. <laughs> but I'm glad she's happy. For you she's married. for me, a nightmare. For us, it would be a nightmare. Right. For them, but it's a happy, energizing. happy weekend. Yeah. A- energizing. And she's marrying a, a venture capitalist, I think, named something Room. I forget his first name. Carl? Carlos or something. something like that. Yeah. And he seems perfectly nice. She's known him for like 15 years. So she's a friend of the family. And uh, so apparently, like, she knows what she's getting into, which well, is good. And when you're, when you're from that background... Right. That's who you marry. You don't right. marry your personal trainer that you met for you. And he's so great, right? And normal person, <laughs> yes, totally, right? Yeah. But no, no, honey, because there's hundreds of millions of dollars that yeah. will be going she's somewhere. She's worth $300 million. I don't know what he's worth, and there's no way we could ever find out. $32 million. He's worth $32 million? To, well, I mean, that's, that's what gap. Nicole Richie told me. Whether or not oh, that's okay. true, she's a little liar. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, I Googled it because I was like, oh, okay, okay, who is she marrying? I didn't know she knew him for 15 years, but I'm not surprised that it's a, you know, family friend. Um, yeah. And of course, all kinds of speculation on my part here. What do I know about anything? Nothing. Right. Um, you know what? I have a hard time believing. I have a hard time believing Paris Hilton is 40 years old. She, yeah. she looks the same as she did when she was in her 20s, pretty much. I mean, there's some moments when you see her and she looks a little bit like she's gotten older. But to me, she looks relatively young. And, I mean, I'm sure that money has a lot to do with that. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> well, I will say her mother is gorgeous. Yeah, her, her mother's pretty. Um, her aunt is gorgeous. I mm-hmm. don't want to say anything mean, so right. we won't talk about the other aunt. Um, I don't know even know who you're talking about. Oh, I'll tell you everything once we get to the okay. get okay. to that point. Yeah, but anyway, okay, cool. Yes, there's a. I'm soaking up a lot of time here needlessly. 
<laughs> well, that's pretty much what I have about this whole thing. And, and if you have some other stuff, we could talk about that or we could go to the apology itself. Well, let's see. I do have some, some other stuff. Um, so with Paris Hilton and watching that documentary, the first thing that jumped out at me, which really resonated was she's a club kid. Yeah. She's yeah, a totally. club kid. I never knew right. that. Right. And that oh. explains everything to me. Not like, how did she get famous or why did she get famous? She's pretty, she's blonde, she's super wealthy. Of totally. course, she's going to attract attention, right? media yeah. attention, I mean, right? So get that. But I hung out in the club scene, not in New York, maybe on two or three different occasions, yes, but in LA, uh, not her club scene, but a club scene. So I totally yeah. get that vibe. Um, so cool. Uh, let's see here. And then for me with Paris Hilton and the apology, it really does come down to this sex tape. And I don't point to the sex tape and say, oh, this is the thing that made her famous or, oh, it's sex and dirty, dirty. Right. Um, but, <laughs> well, <laughs> that tells us a lot about you. <laughs> uh, um, but but again, just this this experience. So um, Rick Solomon, who was her boyfriend at the time in 2001, yeah. recorded the two Ooh. of them in a private moment. Um, <laughs> on IMDb, he is listed as the director. Of oh, no. A director. Oh, He's no. listed. He gets directorial credit for this. He's oh, also God. a director. I believe of some other movies, right? Some other no, sex tapes. Well, other like legitimate movies. Like he's really? been involved in in a couple of legitimate films. Um, not that I mean, this was this film was illegitimate. Oh my god, <laughs> joke. kind of was. I didn't do that on purpose, but it was. It's disgusting, right? Yeah. And so, so within that, um, in two thousand and six, she gave an interview to British Vogue and. Of that uh, entire era in her life, she says, I never received a dime from the video. It's just dirty money, and Rick should give it all to some charity for the sexually abused or something. To be honest, I don't even think about it anymore. The video in 2005 wa received a number of awards at the AVN, and I'm going to say to uh, the AVN community group yeah. organization yeah. right you guys you really should not have been handing out awards to a video that was taped without somebody's consent or released That's without insane. somebody's consent i can't believe that right i'm like yeah. sitting here dumbstruck well and again i'm gonna say that goes it just goes to show how much the culture has shifted because i don't think the avn Hopefully. today would give out these same awards right oh, but so i mean it's Whatever, 2005, and they were all disgusting then. Um, let's, meaning everybody in the world, not me. Okay, so uh, it received an award for best selling title of the year, best renting title of the year, best overall marketing campaign, individual product. And I'm going to say from those titles, they really had, to, the AVN really had to work to get this film included yeah. so that they could give out some awards to it, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. how the AVN got any attention was, Jesus. well, they, no, that's, Theo. You know, it's a bunch of adult video actors giving themselves awards for performing sex acts on film. And I'm all for sex workers, so that's great, cool. 
Um, yep. I'm not saying porno is bad. No, not at all. Uh, but what I am saying is in this one instance, guys, you could have, you didn't have to include yeah. the Paris Hilton sex tape. And it did get you a lot more press than you would have had on your own. Um, yep. Okay. So the official release of the video opens with a dedication in memory of 9-11. We will never what? forget. Seriously? Yeah. Well, I don't know because I haven't seen it. Um, I've That's seen, insane. What I've the seen fuck? a few clips when I was researching yeah. it, yeah. right? And sure. uh, I made a mistake of putting in the film's title and then <laughs> clicking on links. And I ended up in a couple of places where I was like, you didn't what? Go. Wow. <laughs> um, no. Because I was doing research, it, not trying to pleasure myself and it was really right. gross um oh that was gross too okay um <laughs> where are we at so okay uh yeah Baby so it opens words. with a 9 11 uh we oh, yeah. will never forget jesus um, christ unfortunately pink who i like a lot parodied uh, one of the scenes of her sex tape in a video um for her song stupid girls oh uh, yeah which was that. a big song at the time so it just goes uh -huh. to show for our Gen Z listeners, how far the culture has moved because um, Paris Hilton was seen as a perfectly fine target to make fun of for yeah. having been, what word do I don't, sexually uh, exploited. Really abused. Exploited. Thank you so much. Yes. Yes. All right. So uh, let's see. And then in a 2021 interview with Vanity Fair, Hilton said the tape was released without her consent and caused a media sensation that was humiliating and something that will hurt me for the rest of my life. It's always there in the back of my mind. When it happened, people were so mean about it to me. The way that I was spoken about on nightly talk shows in the media to see things with my family was just heartbreaking. I would be in tears every single day. I didn't want to leave my house. I felt like my life was over. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And um, to go through that after having been through those those troubled teen places. I mean, God, poor kid. Oh, well, I mean, it's... It wasn't that long after. She left when she was 18, the, the, the Provo Canyon School. Um, she aged out of it. They weren't going to let her go. They were going to keep her and take keep making money off of her and then so within the same year as she got out of Provo Canyon school this te sex tape happened yeah and unfortunately it does reconfirm for her if I'm going to paint a psychological portrait of a character I was developing right right um, right that not only can you not trust anybody right but it's better if you're in control oh yeah for sure Absolutely. The only way to be safe is yep. to be 100% in control. That's what I live by. Even to the point where maybe you have to kid yourself a little bit about how yeah. control you are in. <laughs> yeah. How much grammar? control you have. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, right. So, like this thing of, oh, hey, everybody. Oh, I don't want to make fun of Paris Hilton because this isn't the, the platform for that. I'm going to at one point because there's this one. Piece is just okay. like so great, but okay. um, hey, everybody! You know what? How you were all making fun of me? I was trolling you. Uh yeah, yeah. That's what it kind of feels like for me. It feel, um, feels like it's a, a rebranding because it's time. We're adult now. A couple of quick thoughts uh, before we move on to rating the apology, and the first one is mm -hmm. 
she's an adult. She's in her 40s. It's time, right? Hi, everybody. Mm -hmm. I was making fun of you uh, while you were busy making fun of me. Uh, huh. The biggest trolls, she made $300 million. So uh, good for you, Paris Hilton. <laughs> Not Tons of respect. Cave, but just in general. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And, uh, and we, me and Paris, are getting ready to be a mother. So she's getting ready <laughs> to be a mother. And she is going to have children who are going to go to school with other kids who are going oh, to say, oh, your mommy did something bad. And there'll be all the sex tape jokes and all of the issues around her as a joke, yeah. right? Yeah. So getting a hold of her brand and tightening things up now is great. It's a preemptive strike for uh -huh. uh, future mommy Paris and, and a saving grace for her kids. Do we know that she wants to have children? I don't think she has a choice in the matter. She's a Hilton. Oh, okay. Well, I guess her sister had two children, so I guess it's her turn. And her sister married a Rockefeller. I know, oh, no, a Rothschild. Oh, yeah, that's it. I knew it was one yeah. or the other that started with an R. <laughs> a Rothschild. Yeah. yeah. And so. Which is nice. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Nice for her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's one that has any money or not, but it really doesn't matter. I know, because it's the name. It's the name. Now she's. I'll bet you if I tried Rothschild. to legally change my last name to Rothschild, I would not <laughs> be allowed. Be Probably not. I bet. I bet. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So was there more or would you want to talk about the qualities of the apology? Well, um, so it's a Sarah Silverman apology? Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. Because I looked at an L apology, which, um, you know, Matt, isn't, it wouldn't be worth rating. We can talk about that if you want. It's up to you. Well... So we'll throw it in here, right? Because okay. um, I do like the idea of the Sarah Silverman apology because that's more direct and personal. Um, in September of 2020, Elle magazine published a an article by a writer named Katie O'Malley with the title, Sorry, Paris Hilton, We Should Have Had Your Back. And it goes in to just say how mean the culture had been to, um, trying to say Sarah Silverman. <laughs> I love her um, to Paris Hilton and gave a couple of examples of um, why it probably was not so cool of us to have done. And then talked a lot about how the Me Too movement has shifted cultural perspective to the point where Paris Hilton, who was once seen as maybe an instigator of the sex tape release, right? But certainly not a victim. And now, oh, yeah, gosh, you were sexually exploited, and we all we did was make fun of you. And right. it concludes, this isn't a full-on, like, I'm sorry apology, but um, much in the same way that a woman in a short skirt doesn't court a sex attack just because Paris chose to paint herself as a punchline doesn't mean that in the context of her private video becoming public against her will, she was asking for it. It's a bit late now, Paris love. We should have had your back. Um, and so I'll say, oh, this Paris Hilton, I want to call it a sorry fest, but not really. But uh -huh. Sarah Silverman and Elle magazine apologizing on behalf of the entire culture, right, uh -huh. um, I think goes to show that the Me Too movement is having a positive effect on 
the way we understand these things now. We, uh, in the early 2000s, understood them differently. I wonder if that means then that culture is forever improving. Um, I don't. Nick, culture's always changing so that it may continue. Um, and I think at the base, at the most base element of it, God, sorry, I had anthropology course. Um, mm-hmm. Culture serves a purpose, and that purpose is to teach people how to plant food, how to drink water, and how to stay mm-hmm. alive. How to drink water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, boil it before you pull it out of the mud, Irma. <laughs> of course you got dysentery. Did you hear the story about the little girl who didn't boil her mud cake? <laughs> got dysentery. Yeah. Got dysentery. It died. All right. Well, I don't mean to drag us off on a tangent here, but I was oh, curious. Oh, come on. It's a fun thought, road. So. <laughs> Look how long it is. <laughs> So the apology, um, were you done? I wasn't sure. Excuse me, what? Did you, did you have more to say? I don't want to interrupt you before I go to the apology. <laughs> you can't possibly ever interrupt me. <laughs> um, uh, no, I think, uh, I think for sure we should um, do the apology rating and then, um, well, you know, some okay. free form. I'm curious as to what you really thought about the documentary. All right. Um, so as far as Sarah Silverman's apology to Paris Hilton, I think there was an expression of regret. So it scores on that point. Um, there was an explanation of what went wrong. I think um, Sarah Silverman recognizes that what she did was, was wrong and she was uh, a heartless bitch. Um, there was an acknowledgement of responsibility. She you said, yes, I was a heartless bitch. Left but- out the word funny. We have to say a funny heartless bitch. Okay. I'll let you say funny. Okay. Um, there was a declaration of repentance um, and a request for forgiveness. So I think that she did everything an apology requires, and it was graciously accepted by Ms. Hilton, um, or now Mrs. Um, Room. So I oh, think. Oh, no, it's forever. Paris Hilton. Uh, Paris Hilton. The, on Paris the Hilton registry, Room. she asked for plates that are engraved with a letter H. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. His last name starts K- with an R. Her cake says P, so I thought that was funny that her cake says P for Paris Hilton. But um, I should have put a J on my cake when I got married. <laughs> that <would have> been <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> this is my cake. <laughs> I was going to say, I could imagine what James would do if I was like, hey, on the wedding cake, a giant T. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I think so too, but. <laughs> We know James is there, but he's just performing a function. (laughs) (laughs) Giving me a reason to have my name on the cake. To have a party with the cake. All right. So apology accepted. Um, Score nine. My, 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 my. That is very incredible. So I'm going to go with an eight. um, But I've discovered through the show that I have a hard time separating people I like from their apologies and people I yeah. don't or events I don't like from the apology. Right. Uh, yeah. And so I would have gone with a nine, but I was like, you can't take a point away because, you know, you like Sarah Silverman too much. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think it was adult of Sarah Silverman to, to own up to what she did. Um, yeah. And I think that maybe 
I don't know. I mean, should she? Here's where I'm going to pick apart Sarah Solomon's okay. apology. But okay. in 2007 or eight or nine or 10, I'll keep counting. Should uh-huh. she have said publicly in an interview or something? Hey, you know, yeah, one joke I have. regret, right? Because you're going to get that question. You give thousands of interviews over the course of 10 years. Um, yeah. What joke do you regret giving? And maybe she's giving, saying, Making, and maybe yeah. she, one of those words that ends in an I-N-G and starts mm-hmm, with a mm-hmm. consonant. Um, and maybe she said worse stuff. I can't think of anything because I think she's really funny. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think that was a good move on Sarah Silverman's part, but more than Sarah Silverman's apology, I give Paris Hilton's acceptance of that yeah. apology, like a 12. It was a good acceptance. It was very generous and gracious. And honest, and at the same time, it managed to convey how she felt and still feels, which isn't fun and great about right. the incident, right? right? But in no way does she use that to say, oh, and Sarah Silverman should feel worse about what she said because I am yeah. so hurt, right? Very honest. I I just thought it was, um, it was well done, Paris. Yes. Good job, Paris Hilton. 10 for you. Um, okay, so what's shaken? Not what's shaken. Oh, but, <laughs> Sorry, no. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, but I do I do have one before we go off of Paris Hilton oh, because okay. I have to do this. I have to. Okay. So I have to. And I'm Paris, I'm sorry. I newly love you. Um, so <laughs> I, you know, but this, this is just got to, this is too good. Okay, so I've watched the documentary and oh, again, yeah. it's like, okay, great. She's remaking herself and she said... It was a parody. I'm a character probably 400 times in the documentary. So message received. Yeah. Got it. Right. Good for you, though. So I figured, why don't I listen to the podcast? And I was looking at, like, the the titles and what felt interesting. I was like, oh, just go to the, just go to the latest. And the latest, the newest, was a teaser for the next coming episode. So cool, yeah. right? And Paris Hilton knows how to make money. So this is on iHeart. Media radio, or iHeartRadio, yeah. which I'm sure she signed a deal with. And her documentary yeah. was released on her YouTube channel, not in conjunction yeah. with Netflix, not with Hulu, right. on YouTube, right. right? So she has all the ownership. She gets all the views. She gets all of the increased eyeballs that increase her revenue for ad rates. Good for you, Paris. That was smart. Um, okay. So the, her next episode is going to be sort of a call-in show. And they gave a sample of one of the calls. And so this girl calls in, and I type this verbatim. I pick the worst dudes, and I think I might be a little addicted to toxicity. How do I stop it? And then this guy, I don't know, her co-host, was like, all right, Paris, so what would you say? And Paris says, all right, Becky, I know exactly what you were talking about. I used to pick the worst dudes. I don't know. I felt like I literally, I picked the wrong, terrible, like I live in LA and most of the guys here are beyond, but my advice Mm -hmm. on how to stop is just to stop. Try to find nice guys. I know a lot of girls are attracted Mm -hmm. to the bad boys, but the bad boys always end up being bad. Don't look in a club or a bar. Try the library, a church, go someplace. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for laughing. Shut up, Juliet. I'm trying to give advice. <laughs> Sorry, Paris. <laughs> Don't look at a club or a bar. Try the library. Sorry. 
<laughs> Paris suddenly has a 30-year-old smoker voice. Don't look at a club or a bar. Try <laughs> the library, church. Go someplace where someone sweet and innocent would be. <laughs> and then trap them. Trick them into dating you. No, No, she didn't say that. (laughs) No, I said that. But she did say, I added and trap them. But she did say, try library church. Go someplace where someone sweet and innocent would be. Jesus Christ. Has Paris Hilton ever been in a library in her life? (laughs) Well, probably, yes, I'm sure. Right. But see, now we're falling into the trap that she laid for us so cleverly. Yeah. Where, oh, you're treating me like I'm a dumb bimbo. Well, I'm going to show you I'm a dumb bimbo. Right. (laughs) But I'm going to dry my tears with money. And um, for real, did you see in the documentary when that money fell out of her purse? It must have been thousands of dollars in hundred dollar bills. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, you dumb bitch. (laughs) She doesn't need to carry money. I'm sorry. I don't think that that was Why would she go to all the trouble of getting someone to go to the bank for her? Just to, just so she could spill her purse. Who carries money? Nobody, especially not rich people. No, I'm not rich. And I mean, I don't carry money because I don't have it. But also, even though I might have like 200 bucks in the bank, it's better off in the bank. I don't keep money with me. Right. Yeah. And there's no transaction where you show up other than illegal drug sales where you need cash. That much cash. Even then, I think you can Venmo it. So, yeah, that I mean, that felt very orchestrated and super fake. Um there was just so much cash. I can see what <laughs> impressed you the so most about that scene. It was, which is it what, was weird. Which is what she wanted you to see. I guess. It right? didn't make me think that, wow, I Paris have has so got a much lot of money. money. It made me think, God, Paris is an idiot. Uh, well, she's an idiot with a lot of cash. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and we better stop here. Otherwise, we're going to be issuing apologies to Paris Hilton later because I understand she's going to be asking for them from people. No, people are going to be running forward to offer apologies. I hope that Paris Hilton is an example of the uh, uh, change in the culture and that 20 years from now, people can look back and say, oh, yeah, and that's when we all woke up to we should be nice to each other all the time and not just when we make somebody cry. That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. But also we're humans and that's not going to happen. So um, do you have a who's sorry now or do we have an apology expected? Oh, um, yes, I do have an apology expected. It's completely. Okay, cool. You know what? Completely different. I am so clever. I was going to say it's completely unrelated to Paris Hilton at all. It is very related to Paris Hilton. Ooh. I'm going to make it be so. Okay. Okay. So, um, I was doing some, everybody was going to sound way out of left field, apology expected to the Hemings-Jefferson family from Descendants of Thomas Jefferson. So earlier this week when we were like, oh, what should we do? I was like, oh, I really want to do something on Fawn Brody, who is an historian um, who um, first publicly pieced it together in a popular biography of Thomas Jefferson, that he had an affair with his slave, with an enslaved woman that, uh, I don't want to use the O word, but, and I had a different word, which made a lot of sense. I don't want to say owned, 
right? Oh, okay. Because he, right. he didn't well, own her. Was. Well, I mean, that's yeah. the vocabulary to use at the time, but our culture has shifted, and we now lo- no longer say that somebody was a slave. That makes them an object. We say they somebody were enslaved, enslaved right? right. Um, and so, uh, so her, whatever, right? So Thomas Jefferson, Sally Hemings, Von Brody was like, yeah, they did it, and she had kids, and Thomas Jefferson fathered illegitimate children with the half-sister of his wife, uh, who was, and Sally Hemings was um, reportedly, historically, the half-sister to Mrs. Jefferson. I don't remember her first name. Cause wow. Whatever. Uh, right. And so then comes DNA in 1998, and they're, uh, they, being the scientific community, the says, family. aha, yes, oh. this family, the Hemings family, does have Jeffersonian DNA uh, mm. from a male male descendant of this guy, um, Thomas Jefferson's grandfather, right? Whose mm-hmm. DNA somehow they were able to confirm. Whatever. So they proved through DNA and the Jefferson family took a vote and they get together once a year for a great big, we're related to Thomas Jefferson fest. Um, wow. And they did not invite the... they. It was something like 279 people against six people voted wow. to keep the Hemings Jefferson family out of the Jefferson get together. Um, and uh, since that time, since 1998, it's only been even more confirmed that this family They're is related. a descendant of Thomas. There was some talk about it, it might have been Thomas Jefferson's brother because he was a real scallywag. Right. No, pretty yeah. much it looks like it was it was Thomas, Thomas. Jefferson and uh, there's contemporaneous proof. I used a big C word that means at the same time. Um, <laughs> and so I would say, hey, Jefferson um, family issue an apology to those uh, people right. because they rightfully deserve one. And even in nine, was it 2003, I think, where they took that vote and said, no, you guys can't come here. Right. Um, they they were saying it's not about race. It's not about race. It was 100% about race. It was 100% about race. What else would it be about? That's ridiculous. It it was about, well, we don't know that it could have been the brother, and he was a scallywag, and we don't want his descendants mixing with us. Well, agreed, (laughs) right? But so, um, yeah. And anyway, there there wasn't an apology, so apology expected. And how does that play into Paris Hilton? Because we're talking about familial dynasties. We were talking about generational... Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> think of a word. All right, there you fall, go. Yeah, my soapbox just crumbled underneath me. <laughs> I was doing so you good there it. for a minute, but yeah, hooray for me. Hooray <laughs> for you. Okay, I have what an about apology you? Expected too. Um, this one is really short and it is totally unrelated, but I thought it was interesting. So um, the FBI's email server was hacked, according to the usa today or whatever which means it probably wasn't the email server and it probably wasn't hacked it was something else but anyway (laughs) so the email server was hacked and threatening spam emails were sent to over a hundred thousand people and the email closed off with a stay safe from the u.s department of homeland security cyber threat detection and analysis group which hasn't even existed for years so obviously it wasn't the fbi um doing it on purpose the fbi um server one server or another was probably hacked so there you go i'm expecting an apology from the fbi on that one any minute now we'll see did you get get. one of those emails no i didn't oh yeah i didn't either (laughs) 
I just saw the story, so it was interesting. I think it, I think it went to people that had already associated in some way with the FBI. So uh, it would not have been me. I have nothing to do with the FBI. I do. Do you? I do. Yeah. Back How? in my activist days, uh, when we oh. were marching through Long Beach, there was a car with two guys in suits that followed our march for a really long time. Oh. Yeah, and they took photos. And yeah. it was a very small group of us. Wow! So yeah. you, you probably you should you should ask for a, you should do a FOIA Ooh. request. Ooh, what See a, what they've got on you. That's a great fun idea. I'd never thought uh-huh. about that. And like, it's not like I know, right? But I mean, they were totally one. They were totally obvious. They wanted to be seen. Two, I saw them. Three, <laughs> I immediately stopped my plans to take over the country. <laughs> that's right. That's the only reason it hasn't happened. Yeah. Good thing those guys were there so, that day. I'm sure I'm sure somewhere there's like, you know, a one sentence and this guy was there too. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. They could have followed you for years. You just don't know. Well, nobody could be that they bored. They still be following you now. So all right. I think that's that wraps up our Paris Hilton coverage. Because <laughs> um, we're talking about me now <laughs> and the FBI. We are we've run out of Paris Hilton material. And we'll be back next week covering a surprise, uh, <laughs> a surprise topic. A surprise to surprise you, to a surprise to me. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Thanks, Thanks everyone. for your time. Bye. Bye. listening to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.